Welcome everybody to a podcast edition for Aesthetic Surgery Journal Open Forum. My name is Dr. Chris Sirk. I'm the moderator, and I'm very honored to have Dr. Rich Restifo with us today. He is a board-certified plastic surgeon from Connecticut. He holds an academic position at Yale University, specializes in breast and body cosmetic surgery, and has authored over 40 publications in plastic surgery. Rich, we're really honored to have you here this evening. Thanks, Chris. Nice to be here. You, uh, you published a very interesting case report, which is the focus of our podcast this evening, which is a case report of capsular contracture immediately following the COVID-19 vaccine, specifically the Pfizer vaccine. And this is really fascinating, Rich. And I know you even mentioned to me that since it's been published, you've had patients even reach out to you who thought this may have happened to them as well, in addition to the patient who's the focus of this particular case report. For starters, can you just walk us through uh, the case, kind of start to finish in the highlights and talk to us about um, the process, if you don't mind? Sure. Uh, this is a case of a 36-year-old woman with three children with the typical postpartum mammary involution and ptosis. She had a 4 to 40 cc smooth-walled silicone implant placed under the muscle, as well as a periarelar mastopexy. Uh, she had poly-4-hydroxybutyrate uh, Galaflex placed in the pocket to support the implants. And her postoperative course was routine. And at three months, she had soft, even implants that were in a good position. Then five months after her surgery, she had the Pfizer vaccine in her left shoulder. Then three weeks later, had the second shot also in the left shoulder. So far, so good. But a week after the second dose, she called me to say that she had an enlarged lymph node in the axilla. It's not a problem, I told her. Uh, but a week later after that, she called me and said that the breast felt a little firm. I was still unimpressed, and I asked her to send me a video. And sure enough, the left side was less mobile than the right. By this point, I'm starting to put two and two together. And I started her on Singulair, but only a week later, I saw her in the office and she had an extremely hard uh, Baker 4 capsule with marked distortion of the breast. Wow, that's fascinating. And, and you're right, the presentation uh, is, is very interesting. You know, I, the first question I got for you, Rich, is this is an isolated case report. Do you think this means that women with breast implants sh should not get the vaccine? No, no, not at all. In fact, this particular patient expressed to me reluctance to get the booster when it's due. And I tried to disavow her of that notion. I said, no, you need, you need the booster. This is, this is one case and there are millions, literally millions of women uh, with breast implants and presumably many of them have been vaccinated. So I, at this point, it's certainly not a widespread problem so far as we know, and it certainly does not justify avoidance of a potentially life-saving vaccine. I would agree with that. I think that that's, that's definitely a take-home message here. I mean, interesting case report, something to think about. If anything, it speaks to the inflammatory process that happens in a capsule and can lay chronic for some time, and just fascinating that it happened in this scenario. Now, just real quick, you took her back to surgery, right? Talk to us about what you found when you got to surgery. Um, I took her back to surgery and she had uh, some reddish, uh, thin reddish liquid in the capsule, not a hematoma, and a very impressively thick uh, scar capsule around the implant. Hmm. 
And, you know, I know you talk about in your discussion, the presence of this reddish fluid. Did this think to you, well, maybe she had delayed hematoma or could this be related to the capsule? Or how did you kind of process the presence of that fluid as far as this particular pathogenesis? Right. Well, I, a hematoma, you know, we've all seen hematomas uh, more than we'd care to admit. And this to me didn't look like that. Um, I mean, the, the inflammatory cascade and the angiogenesis cascade are relatively similar and they share some of the same mediators. So an immunological reaction can also lead um, to leaky uh, capillaries and some fluid buildup in the capsule. So I don't think the finding of a small amount of a bloody liquid uh, exculpates the vaccine as the cause here. And also the unilaterality, right? You know, you would think if it's truly a systemic inflammatory response, you'd see it on both sides. It's unique that it happened on one side, but in my mind, just it's not coincidental timeline. I mean, just to go from that to an aggressive great bigger grade four in such a short period of time, um, you know, there has to be something else at play and likely related to her particular body response to the vaccine, you know? Right, I, I agree. And, and the unilaterality is interesting. Um, but that was the side the lymph node was on and, and most lymphadenopathy is the same side as the vaccine. So it's not entirely surprising um, that it was the same side. I would agree with that. Plus when you think about it, when capsular contraction presents in the majority of our patients, it's usually one side or the other. And we don't necessarily know why, maybe just that particular capsule had more inflammatory mediators than the opposite side, right? Yes. So Rich, as we kind of wrap up our time here, for the younger surgeons on the call and the residents and fellows, I would really appreciate if you kind of just walk us through your personal algorithm of capsular contracture. You've got over 30 years of experience in cosmetic breast surgery, and undoubtedly all of us are going to encounter this in our practice. So briefly walk us through kind of your algorithm in your practice if a patient of yours presents with capsular contracture, as well as the steps you do to prevent it. Well, as you suggested, prevention is the most important uh, Thing. And there's a lot of information that we have in terms of how to prevent that. Um, you should try to put the implant under the muscle if appropriate. The IMF incision has a much lower rate of capsule contraction. I think any other incision is possibly unwise. Uh, during the surgery, we use all the tricks, uh, tegator nipple shield, the Keller funnel, multiple glove changes, uh, meticulous hemostasis, pocket irrigation with topical antibiotics and betadine or maybe hypochlorous acid. And doing all these things, these best practices should get your capsular contracture rate around 10% or maybe less. Um, but inevitably you're gonna get some capsules. Um, you can try a medical uh, intervention with one of the leukotriene inhibitors if it's early on. Uh, it's more likely to be helpful if it's early on. But for an established capsule that's symptomatic uh, that the patient once addressed, the, the old-fashioned gold standard was to remove part or most of the capsule and put a new implant in and put the implant under the muscle if it's not there already. Um, but in terms of the capsulectomy, you have to be really careful because although it may be more effective than capsulotomy, uh, it does degrade the soft tissue envelope because it's hard to get the capsule out without taking some tissue with it. So in a patient with thin soft tissue coverage, um, you can break down the skin or, or even cause a pneumothorax if you're taking the chest, uh, the capsule off the chest wall. Um, acellular dermal matrix um, is very effective 
it can be placed wherever you take the capsule out. Usually it's placed along the lower uh, anterior portion. Um, but the problem with acellular dermal matrix is you have to make a long incision. It takes a long time to put it in and the stuff is very expensive. Although the, the porcine version, the stratus is less expensive than alloderm, which is the human. Um, but I think acellular dermal matrix definitely has a role, especially in a recurrent capsule um, or a bilateral capsule, that would be my indication for uh, going straight to ADM as opposed to trying, you know, the, just to remove the capsule and change the implant and change the position. That's an excellent point, you know, and, and I think you, did, you even placed, uh, in this particular patient, you said you placed some uh, a mesh for inframarial fold support. Is that, a, is that a routine practice for you when you're doing a, a, a single stage mass spectacle augmentation or talk to us about why you put full support in this patient with a mesh? Two purposes of the Galaflex mesh. Uh, one is to support the position of the implant because these mass patients often are prone to bottoming the implant falling out because the tissue is lax and also you usually use a pretty significant biplanar approach with an augmentation mastopexy. So the tissue there is weaker. You don't have as good muscular support in lower pole. And also if the patient has a lot of parenchyma that is totic, the parenchyma as well uh, will need support over time. So I routinely use um, Galaflex um, for all of my augmentation mastopexies and I don't have any, any relationship with the company. So I guess I should disclose that. No, it's, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's good for you to just talk to us about, you know, your algorithm uh, for support. And, and that certainly makes sense. And you're not alone in that, right? I think that that's a, a significant thing to think about, particularly when we talk about single stage procedures. Well, Rich, I'll tell you what, this was really fun. I appreciate you taking your time to visit with us. Uh, it's a fascinating case report, a great contribution to the literature and also fun to review uh, a, a tough topic for all surgeons. So um, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And for all those out there, make sure you guys read the published version of his case report. And until next time, uh, take care. And we'll see you at the next podcast. Thanks again to Rich Restifo for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Chris.